First of all, anybody else's um, hair feel like a poof? Due to, <laughs> I have to put my hair up, hold on. I literally wear my hair in a ponytail every single day, so when I do it and I have it down, I feel like it looks like ding, and especially with the rain. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, a few things while the kids are leaving. Aaron gave me a list. How many of you know that when Aaron speaks, he takes the first 30 minutes of his message to talk about other things, and then he starts his message, and I said, this is why your messages are always so long, but he gave me a list, so I'm gonna go fast. First of all, the softball team had their first game. They won in the seventh inning. I think Eli hit... Did you have like the, a home run or the final hit or something, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you don't know, uh, we have a softball team. I think it's probably really fun to go watch. So that's at Duke Park on Friday nights. Um, also, can we give John and Chris a hand for walking out with umbrellas and helping you get in here without being soaked? Come on. Thank you, guys. Um... Also, don't, I know we mentioned it in the announcements, but really, if you've not been with us very long and you just don't know much about Upper Room, please plan to come and attend the Connections Lunch. We will have food for you, but also you'll get to know more about Upper Room, and I just, I kind of want to push that a little bit more, so make sure you plan for that. It'll be short and sweet and to the point, but at least you'll get fed, and so come to that. And then last but not least is, I wanted to just touch on our outreach that we did yesterday with Steve. Can we give Steve a hand? He did such an amazing job planning it. Um, we were able to go out into the community and hand out, I mean, I don't even know, did you have 200 flowers about, what, 400? One, 100 flowers, and we broke up into groups. We went to hair salons, um, some nursing homes, some other random stops. Uh, the guys did um, windshield washing at the gas station, handed out some money and stuff, but Honestly, like, I just felt like it was such an awesome opportunity as we're coming into this time of talking about going. That was an awesome opportunity to go do something where someone else planned it and kind of told us what to do so we didn't have to think for ourselves, honestly. It was a great kind of little launch. And we got to go out, and the girls and I were out, and we had these flowers, and we were headed to some salons in Troy. And uh, I went the wrong way on one of the streets going into Troy. And I realized it, and I was like, oh, I need to turn left. And instead, I felt like, I'm going to go straight. I'm just going to go straight. So I went straight, and we ended up going past this house, and there were the t these two sweet ladies sitting on their porch. In my mind, I had this thought, oh, we should st stop the car and give them flowers. But also on the other side of my mind, I kept driving, and I thought, but we're going to the hair salons. Like, I was just really like, we're going to the hair salon. And so we get to the stop sign, and then Evelyn, one of my girls, says, Mom, I felt like we were supposed to stop and give those ladies some flowers. And I was like, eh, I did too. And I was like, get out. And so the two girls got out and I hit, put the car in reverse and we were like reversing on the street. And they walked up and it's like, you know, God put, uh, put you on our heart. And we just want to tell you happy Mother's Day. And it moved their heart. And they, it just really touched them. And those are the kind of opportunities that come from saying, you know what, I'm going to go out and just take a risk. I'm going to just go out and bless somebody. You cannot mess up giving someone a flower. There were so many other stories from yesterday um, that we would love to, for you to hear. But I just encourage you that whenever the opportunity presents itself and you're available, whenever Steve puts together outreaches like that, it's just the perfect kind of like get your feet wet opportunity for us just to go out and love in the community. But anyway, Steve, we just want to say thank you for doing that. Yeah, come on, let's give him a hand. He did a lot. All right. Okay, Mother's Day. And I always wonder why on my Mother's Day I have to speak. <laughs> I can't enjoy the morning when they make me breakfast. I am so stressed out. 
but um, it's fine. I'll do it. So I want to, I, I was asking the Lord this week, like, what, what, um, well, actually not just this week, for the past couple weeks, what am I going to speak on for Mother's Day? There's so many obvious things you could talk about. You could talk about spiritual parenting. You could talk about mom life. I mean, there's just so many things, but I just, I'm always one that's like, Lord, I want to know the words to say that will penetrate not just mother hearts, but every heart in the room. And how do you do that on mom's day? And so anyways, the Lord, uh, I was, yeah, let's do this. Show, can you show the slide, that, the mom slide? So this is going to be my whole point for today. I came up with like a little thing, the same thing that Angie did, um, the M-O-M. Yeah? No? No. No, we don't have that. Okay. Picture this. Uh, M stands for making the most. O stands for of every. And then the M stands for moment. So the whole, the whole point today is making the most of every moment. And I just thought like, Lord, you're really good because when Angie was talking, not, not to toot my own horn, but she was like, Nicole Simmons just is very intentional about the moment. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. Because I don't want to just speak about it. I all want to live it. And so anyways, that's what we're going to just talk about. Making the most of every moment. Okay. So I'm out jogging a few weeks ago, and I haven't been jogging in a, quite a while. Um, but one day, for some, however this happened, I don't know, it got to be like towards the end of the day, and it was beautiful out, and the girls were still in school, and so I, uh, I'm like, I just feel like I'm just going to go jogging. And so I did, and as I'm jogging, I stopped, and I thought of somebody that I wanted to send a text to, and so I just stopped, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in a neighborhood, by the way. I wasn't on like a busy street, but I got my phone, and I'm just walking and texting, and I don't even know how far I was doing that, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's a sweet lady that was at the end of her driveway. I didn't run into her, but she says, out of, I start, I'm like walking and texting. She's like, you better stop looking down. That's really dangerous, and I, I got like kind of mad about it. I was like, I know what I'm doing, you know, but then the Lord kind of rebuked me. He was like, oof, really? And it, and it like instantly I felt like, what is life like when we walk? Yes, he got it. What is it like when we walk around with our heads down, our heads in the sand, when we're not paying attention to what's in front of us, when we're missing out on opportunity because we're doing something else that maybe doesn't matter? Now, in my defense, I do feel that the text I was sending was actually an encouraging word to someone. So I think it was fine. But the point is that a lot of times this is what we do. And I don't know about you, but I get up in the morning and I know what my whole entire day needs to look like. And I'm on a mission and I'm going for this and then this and then this and this. And in that, what happens is, yeah, great job. At the end of the day, you got those tasks accomplished. But what moment did you miss in the process because you were so focused on all of your to-dos and all the things that you thought were the most important for that day that we've missed the moment that the Lord had for us, right? And so this is kind of where... Um, I, w I just kind of want to go today is just like this opportunity that we all have to make the most of every single moment in front of us. And when I think about what Scott shared with us last week, and he's talking about all of these cool stories and all of these cool testimonies, and even the fact that what Jesus himself wants us to do is to go and to love people well and to show his kindness and to show his love, we first have to put aside ourselves and recognize and be aware and be even looking for the opportunities and the moments. You know, those things don't just happen to Scott because he's got his head down and he's texting. No, he's continually aware and making the most of every moment and every opportunity that he has in front of him. Um, now, I'm not just talking about... Uh, Yes, it's church, but it's not just always a spiritual thing, right? Like, 
I can do this when I'm as a parent, like with my kids, like making the most of them always like if they have something they're saying to me, like I'm focused, I'm looking in their eyes, I'm taking advantage of that moment that I have with them. My ears are listening. They're saying something to me. I really might need to be doing something, need to be doing something else. But as they're speaking, I instantly have to shut off my own desire to hone in on what's being said or what's being asked because that could be a moment that I may never get again. And you guys know that that's my heart. I say that a lot in here. Like this is the only moment, in fact, this is the only moment today that we'll be sitting in this room with these people, with the rain, and, and the Lord speaking to us on this topic. This is the only time that we have this moment. And it's not like stress. Oh, what do I have to do? No, it's an opportunity like, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me in this moment? How do I get to respond in this moment? I'm thinking about worship. Man, I don't ever want to take an opportunity to not take part in worship, not to respond to the Lord with my heart, not to, I, I just, those are just the things that are priority to me. And so it's not just worship. It's not just parenting. Um, I listed on here like job. You have opportunity at your job. It's not just this, here's where I go to make money and so that I can survive. No, I, there's like so much more. And it's not just about what you can offer to others. In fact, it is what can you receive from others? So when we get so focused on what we want to do and all of this and that and the other, we actually get to, we actually miss out on what is it that someone else has to offer me that I could receive, that like is a blessing to me as well. Um, okay, so let's look at some pictures. I love bringing up photos because I feel like it gets you to know me and they're just fun and it, I don't know, helps nail in the point. So I have a ton of pictures and I just, as I was just kind of looking through all my photos, like how many of you have like 42,000 in your iCloud? But like probably 33,000 you could delete because they're just duplicates, like you tried taking it, but we just don't have time to go back. So anyway, I have these photos and I just was like, I thought, okay, I'm gonna talk about in these, in these photos why I felt like this was an opportunity to take, like, take advantage of the moment. Okay, photo number one, yay. Okay, so this is, um, the reason I took this is because this is like on weeknights, and if you have family and kids, you know how chaotic and hectic that weeknights can be, and so, Luckily for us, our kids are old enough now to where we could finish dinner and we can be like, all right, clean up, put the dishes in the dishwasher, clean up the kitchen, put everything away. And then him and I are like, this is an opportunity. This is a moment for him and I to sit down and play a game and connect, take advantage of the moment because we know like when they're all done doing that, they're gonna need something from us, right? I mean, somebody's gonna be crying. They're gonna be fighting. I don't know, we're gonna hear something fall upstairs. So I'm just saying, I thought this was a good picture of like, hey, we're gonna be intentional, take advantage of this moment that we have just for him and I to connect. Because again, even in marriage, you have to be intentional about every moment that you have. Okay, photo number two. All right, so this is a, a church that Aaron and I visited um, in Sunbury, Ohio. It's Northgate Church. and. Uh, we had a really awesome time. He and I got to go speak there. And we, this, this is Tuck on the left. He's their worship leader. Um, and so he, Tuck had been there all morning, like leading up to service for practice and all those types of things. Then he did the whole worship set, sat through church. Then he, I know that they had a luncheon with us after church. But as at, at the end of service, we look up and he is sitting on stage with this other, with this little boy teaching this, this kid guitar. And uh, it really struck my heart, obviously Aaron's too, because he's the one that took it, of like, wow, there's a whole lot going on in that photo. Number one, it's generational. Tuck understands the value of kids. 
And no, he may not be teaching Sunday school, but he's willing to do what he can to invest in a kid in the next generation because he understands the value. But also, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, he's probably exhausted. And instead of being like, I'm going to zip off to my luncheon, no, he took the time and in, in, took advantage of the moment to pour into the next generation. So I thought that was just really powerful. Okay, number three. Oh, how I wish that we could make this bigger. <laughs> I had to take a panoramic. I was sending this to someone like, this was the day that it had just finally come to where it, it needed to happen. We needed to address the situation of this room. <sighs> and uh, the reason it got to this is because leading up to this point, do you guys see Hadassah in there? She does not look thrilled. Um, but the reason it had got to this point is because for weeks, maybe even months, I literally had just kind of went in, and instead of like being intentional about where things needed to go, or what needed to be pitched, or you know, how many of you are like this, or maybe you have kids who like every, they pile so many things in bags, like purses, book bags, I don't know, and I don't have time to go through the book bag, so I'm just like throwing the book bag, you know, in the closet, well this was the day that like all the bags got emptied, everything got emptied out, and it was just crazy what all we could find, but the point of this is like sometimes when we don't take advantage of the quick moments and the opportunities that we have, things end up like this. <sighs> and now I'm taking like, I think it took us probably, in this we just, I wanted to do the whole room and go through the clothes and all this and that, but we had to take like three hours just tackling the toys. And so, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I thought that was a fun, that's good. Okay, number four. Um, this is just when we had went to Mexico just at the end of March. And I love this um, photo because we had just spent the day traveling. We had a long day of travels. We got into Mexico kind of late. Um, and then they said, and we know this because we've went there a lot of times. Where's Maudie? He knows this too. That dinner is not going to be at 6 p.m. or 7, right? It's going to be like 9. And so we're exhausted, hungry, and tired. But the point of the photo is this. We sat in this moment and took advantage of the opportunity and the time that we had to engage with each other, to invest in relationship, to um, be intentional about focusing. We also had guac. There was guac and chips as well, so that was helpful. Um, but I just thought, like, this just shows, like, we could have went back to our room and said, hey, we're going to just nap for, like, two hours, and then we'll come and eat. But instead, we decided, no, we're going to sit here, and we're going to be family, and we're going to invest. We're going to ask questions. We're going to share our hearts. We're going to come together and take, a ch take advantage of this moment. Okay. And it was awesome. All right. What's next? Yeah. This one. Okay. I put this one on here because this is, an, um, this is me on the beach we were in Florida, and in the morning I was out jogging. And how many of you can, like, have you guys ever done this where you're driving and you just don't remember, how did I just go from there to here? And you just, what was I even thinking about? I wasn't even paying attention. Like, I got off the interstate and I turned left. And, I didn't, and it, it's the right way, but you're just like, ah. And I just, sometimes I just feel such conviction about that because it's like, man, Am I even being intentional in my thoughts, in my opportunity that I have to worship or pray or whatever? And so this morning I was jogging along and I could easily just get caught up in just that kind of thing where I'm just running and not thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. But, if, but I was just trying to be really intentional of the moment and the opportunity that I had. And of course, this is what I find. I look down, I'm like, oh, 
a perfect sand dollar. This is a big deal to me. I don't know how often, maybe some of you guys find this kind of stuff all the time, but this just felt like the Lord was just showing me like, yeah, thank you for paying attention. Thank you for being aware of the moment. And so I want to show that one. Okay, next. This one is a good one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is, I like this photo because um, it's, to me, it's like, if, if I like, we like going to the gym. Obviously, Aaron talks about it. We do. And if I'm going to get up, if I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to get dressed, and I'm going to drive, and I'm going to show up to, to work out, I'm going to take advantage of the moment, and I'm going to give it everything I have. Like, why would you show up to something and then just give half or less than that, you know? And so I just thought this was a good picture of someone that's just, look at him. You could just tell. Look at his face. He's just giving it everything he has. I love it. I love it so much. All right, number seven, the next one. Ah, okay, I love this because um, I have no idea who took it. It just, these, sometimes random pictures show up in my photo roll. Does anybody who has kids, do you ever come across like the greatest pictures ever? Well, this is a really good one. Um, to me, this just symbolizes like there are moments here in this house where we can and say yes to the Lord and say this is a moment that I, that I feel that he's tugging on my heart and I'm going to say yes to that, whatever that looks like. And I just love this photo because look at these people that are just um, saying yes. They're like, I recognize this moment. This may not happen again and I'm gonna take advantage of it. So I thought that one was awesome. And then last but not least, I just had to put a picture of my family up there because we're amazing. And uh, just being intentional and making the most of every moment that you have with your family. And those of you who have older kids, I'm sure that you look back and you're like, it goes so fast. You know, and I, I just want to be aware of that all the time and take them and like just take advantage of all the moments and all the opportunities that we have. And this is just like, we're in a little bit of a hard phase right now. Like I thought it was bad when the kids were all little and it was in a good way. But now it's like, I don't even, this might be worse. The attitudes are flying. And I am just trying to be kind, you know? So I don't, I think I might be failing at times, most times, but I'm trying really hard. So anyway, I just thought those are great photos of opportunities that you can have and just moments that you, you have to be intentional. One other that I don't have a picture of, and I don't even know if we have a picture of this, but the Lord brought to mind um, in 2012, in the end of February in 2012, when Aaron's mom was really, really sick and she passed away at the end of February. And we had this moment, the siblings, there's four siblings and then all of the spouses. And we had this moment to come to the house where she was at. And um, we, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think Greg was there too. And we had this opportunity to, um, you know, we could have been sitting there and just grieving and crying and all of this. Or what we decided to do was we took advantage of the opportunity while she was still with us and we had communion. Do you guys remember that? We sat around the bed and we took communion. And I'm just like, I don't regret that for one single second. That was, to me, the Lord brought that to my memory of like that moment that we had that was something very, very significant, something that was just really beautiful. And so there was I've heard so many stories of things that happen towards the end of a loved one's life and how things can just be so chaotic and just so distraught. And I felt like that was like that moment that we had, to just, we determined like we're coming together in unity and we take communion together with her and it was just really beautiful. So, so many opportunities in life. Um, and so I want to refer to Jesus and see how did he take advantage of moments? And then at the, after I f say, read a few things and we're, I'm going to have you 
share some things in a little like small group. So prepare yourself for those of you who are like, oh crap, don't leave. All right. Okay. So here's the story in Matthew 9. I'm going to read it um, kind of quickly, but I'm going to kind of break it up as I go. Um, so Matthew 9, verse 14, I'm going to go through 31. It says, the disciples of John the baptizer approached Jesus with this question. Why is it that we and the Pharisees fast regularly, but not your disciples? Jesus replied, how can the sons of the bridal chamber grieve when the bridegroom is next to them, but the days of fasting will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them? And who would mend worn out clothing with new fabric? When the new cloth shrinks, it will rip, making the hole worse than before. And who would pour fresh new wine into an old wine skin? Eventually the wine will ferment and make the wineskin burst, losing everything. The wine is spilled and the wineskin ruined. Instead, new wine is always poured into a new wineskin so that both are preserved. That's a whole nother thing. That's like powerful right there. We could go on a whole nother message about that. But really, I'm reading that just to let you know that Jesus was in the middle of teaching. He was in the middle of answering some questions. He was in the middle of doing something real important. Okay? Go to verse 18. While Jesus was still speaking... So he's still speaking. He's in the middle of this. An influential Jewish leader approached and knelt before him saying, help me, my daughter has just died. Please come and place your hand upon her so that she will live again. Okay, so now in the middle of teaching, someone interrupts. Have you ever been doing something and somebody comes and interrupts you and you get real annoyed? Okay, I, I'm guilty. I have looked at my kid and said, What? You know, I hate, I hate that. It's just, it's reality. I've done it. I try not to, but what? Or just a second, you know, putting it off because what I'm doing is important, right? Well, in this moment, this person comes and it in, interrupts Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He says, it says, so Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. In the middle of what he was doing, he stops, gets up and goes. Why? Because he recognized what? the moment. He recognized the moment and he was willing to stop what he was doing to go after the situation. Suddenly, a woman came from behind Jesus and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl for healing. So as I'm reading this, I'm like, Jesus is on a mission. And as he's on a mission, someone around him recognizes her moment. And she takes advantage of the moment and touches Jesus because she wanted healed. And then I was like, oh, this is so good. Like, he's got a moment, he sees a moment, now she sees a moment. And I just felt like the Lord was just really highlighting, come on, people, wake it up. We get so involved and so focused on, we got to see what's right, who's lying to us. Let's find out what this culture is doing, that culture is doing. I'm not saying don't be involved in that kind of stuff, but we get so eaten up with that and so engaged in what should be happening, what we should be doing, and all this stuff that we miss moments that would make so much more of an impact in the kingdom and that doesn't mean that what we're, we're focused on isn't important. But what it means is like, wait a second. Jesus himself was teaching about old wineskin, new wineskin, and that's a big deal. But he recognized that he needed to stop what he was doing because this moment was at hand and he, it was a big impact for him. And then I just love that as he's on his way to answer this call, now this other person's around him, this woman, she sees the moment. And I love this because too, it's, she sees Jesus she recognized that she was in the presence of God. And she took advantage of the moment. I don't know about you, but aside from all the other days of my life when I'm not in this building from 10 a.m. to 12, okay, when I'm here, I feel God. 
I feel him. And I want to be like this woman that says, I recognize the moment. I recognize that the presence of God is in the room, and I want to access it. I don't want to be a spectator today. I don't want to be the person that needs healed, and I'm just going to sit here and watch him go by. I want to, I want to receive all that he has. I want to recognize that when he's in the, in the room, when his presence is here, I'm going to take advantage of it. And so she does. Then it says, For she kept saying to herself, If I could only touch his prayer shawl, I would be healed. Just then Jesus turned around and looked at her and said, My daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has healed you. And instantly she was healed. Okay. Verse 23, when Jesus finally entered the home of the Jewish leader, he saw a noisy crowd of mourners wailing and playing a funeral dirge on their flutes. He told them, you must leave for the little girl is not dead. She's only asleep. Then everyone began to ridicule him. After he made the crowd go outside, he went into the girl's room and gently took hold of her hand. She immediately stood to her feet and and the news of this incredible miracle spread everywhere. So obviously he goes, she's healed. Okay, goes on to verse 27. As Jesus left the house, right? So now he was teaching. He, he sees a moment, goes to this girl's house. She gets healed. Now he's leaving this house. Two blind men began following him, shouting out over and over, Son of David, show us mercy and heal us. And they followed him right into the house where Jesus was staying. So Jesus asked them, Do you believe that I have the power to restore sight to your eyes? They replied, Yes, Lord, we believe. Verse 29, it says, Then Jesus put his hands over their eyes and said, You will have what your faith expects. And instantly, their eyes opened, they could see. Then Jesus warned them sternly, Make sure that you tell no one what just happened. (laughs) But unable to contain themselves, they went out and spread the news everywhere. Right? So he's leaving one moment. Have you ever left, like, something? You're like, no, nobody talked to me. (laughs) No one, don't bug me. I just had a long day, don't talk to me. I, I leave work, come home. I just had a long day. Don't talk to me. No, Jesus himself is going from thing to thing to thing. And I know, he's Jesus. But on the other hand, we're supposed to, our desire and our hope and our goals are to be like him, like goals, right? And we, he leaves this house, and now the next thing you know, you've got these two guys, now they're one healed. No, he stops. He takes advantage of the moment. He doesn't say, like, I don't have time for that right now. I'm tired. I'm annoyed. I'm grumpy. I said, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm grumpy. Just don't talk to me. (laughs) (sighs) He takes advantage of the moment, and then they're healed. And I could keep going, like, in fact, now to 32, or verse 32. He's leaving that, and while they're leaving that, here comes a, a mute person who can't talk. I mean, it's just on and on and on, and he just doesn't say, I'm tired. He just keeps on taking advantage of every single moment that he has. And I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I'm inspired by that. I'm convicted. And I'm inspired. And I'm going to do better. That's it. That's all this is. It's not like, I, I cannot, I, I am just going to do better. And that's it. Okay, so here's the thing. Why do we sometimes feel like we can't take advantage of moments in front of us and opportunities in front of us? Like, is it just the excuse of, like, I've had a long day, I'm tired? Well, no, I think that there are other things that can come in the way of preventing us from taking advantage of moments. I think a lot of us see the moment and recognize the opportunity, but then there's stuff that prevents us from acting in it and on it and doing what God is asking us to do. So some of the things I had in mind that I was thinking about was like, okay, we're thinking about the future. We're thinking, okay, you know what? Actually, I'm going to try to heal that relationship, this opportunity, once I'm healed in my own heart. Or I'm going to pursue that. I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity once I have a spouse. 
You know, we, so we, we put excuses out there like, yeah, I see this opportunity and, I, and maybe I need to reach that person or this person. I'm going to wait until I feel a little bit more mentally stable, you know? And so we start to think like, oh, let's, you know, we, we put the future out there. We're like doing that kind of thing. So that's one thing. The other thing I thought of was like, we allow the past to prevent us from moving into what God has for us. And I wanted to read Luke 9, 62. It says, it says, um, Jesus responded, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Basically saying like, as we, as we let the past dictate us, we are of no use to the purpose and the destiny that he has for us. And so it's our sin, it's our shame, it's our shame from the past, shame from the choices we've made in the past. It might even be our experiences. Like last time I tried to reach out to that person or last time I had this opportunity and I went for it and I failed miserably. And because of that, I'm not gonna do that ever again. Or I, I had someone in my life that I opened my heart up to and I allowed them to have a close relationship with me and to come in and I got vulnerable with them and we had a really great relationship. And I'm not talking about a spouse, I'm talking about friends talking about people in our lives uh, as women other women in our lives we let those people in and then something happens and we get real hurt real bad real fast and the next thing you know instead of the, when someone new comes in and there's new opportunity for relationship in our life someone who may need what we have and the value that we carry they need what we carry we need what they carry and so now what we do instead of seeing that moment and that opportunity we shut it down because of the past experience and so it prevent, prevents us from what God has for us in our future and for their future as well. Because when we make that choice, we're, we are impacting ourselves and them. We're withholding something that they could benefit from when we withhold ourselves from them. Um, okay, and then the third thing I thought of was like, we just plain selfish. You got to admit it. We can be very selfish people. I'm like the first to admit it like, we can be so selfish. So 1 Corinthians 10, 24, it says, so don't always seek what is best for you at the expense of another. But I read it paraphrased this week, and I want to read the paraphrase because I like that paraphrase. It said, we should stop looking out for our own interests and instead focus on the people living and breathing around us. We are so selfish. We are, and it's not okay, but like it's, it's okay in the sense that we're all working it out. Come on, we're all trying to work it out. But when we allow these other issues and these other things and what we think is best and what we want to do, and today I wanted to sleep in, and yesterday I really wanted to sleep until nine. I had set my alarm for nine o'clock. And there was no reason that I should have woken up at 6.34. I was so mad. Because then I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was toss and turn, toss and turn. I couldn't breathe, this, that, and the other. I was thinking about a hundred things. And I got grumpy, and that was so selfish. And I have since apologized to my children because I was a grouch. It was just selfish stuff like that, you know? And, and like, in this life, we are called to die to ourselves. Like, it doesn't have to mean you have to come and be just so perfect because that will not happen. But make an effort to do something to die to yourself. Recognize your selfishness. Recognize the shame that you might be holding on to or whatever that you're allowing to dictate things. And let's just like get rid of it. Okay? All right. It's group activation time. Yes. 
So here's what I want you to do. I want you to be really real and vulnerable, and I want you to, like, get with, like, not just the person next to you, but maybe, like, if there's two here, turn around and do, like, kind of just like a little mini group with two behind you or vice versa. And I have two questions that I want you to share with each other. The first one is, these are easy to remember, the first one is to name a moment that you made the most of. Like, I know when I did this, th I made the most of that moment, and I saw the impact of it, okay? So I want you to share that. And then the second thing I want you to share is the moment that you missed. The moment that you knew you were supposed to do something and you didn't, or the moment that you, you know, failed miserably as a parent or a friend, whatever, it's fine. But I want you to admit it. Come on, be honest about it, okay? So we'll, we'll uh, do it. Get, a, get in a group, group up with some people. We're going to, like, give you, like, let's do four minutes, four minutes to talk about this. And maybe if we have some song or music, we could play out in the background. If you're online, um, if you're alone, maybe text somebody and say, hey, I just want to share something exciting that I did. Share a moment that you had. And then text them also a moment you may have missed. Or if you can think of someone that would be encouraged, maybe share that with them.
100k of one minute. I love this. I hate having you end. I'm sorry. You have like 10 seconds. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yay. Okay, here's what I want us to do now. I want to um, do something. I want you to take ownership now as an individual since you've already been you know, vulnerable with each other. I have this little, I don't, what would you call this? Home decor item. And I have it in my bathroom, which is random, but it's in my guest ma bathroom because I think that it's a fun way to minister to people when they come to my house. Because all it says is, perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. And I love this because it's number one saying, we have value, right? But when, but the story of that is in Esther, and she has this opportunity. Esther has this opportunity. It's a whole big thing. But she has this opportunity to save her people. And she could have got caught, gotten caught up with, well, maybe someone in the future is coming. I'm going to wait for someone who's better for this. And missed her moment. Or she could have said, like, past experience looks bad. There's been some people who have died when they tried to be brave and say this, right? Um, or she could just go for it. And if you know the story, she went for it, and it ends beautifully. I mean, obviously, God was with her, but it was because she said yes in that moment, and that was the moment that she had been created for. So many beautiful things came from it, and I just felt like that was a word for us today, like making the most of every moment. There is not one other person that will be standing in your shoes in the moments that you have with the opportunities that you have in front of you. And so I just want to encourage you with that. And then what I want us to do is either I want you to take out your phone. <clears throat> sorry. Take out your phone. And I want us to hear the Lord in this. If there was a moment that you missed, like I feel like as I was speaking today, there are moments that was highlighted to every one of us in here. Um, and if it was a moment that you felt like the Lord was showing you, like, you missed this, but here's another moment, another chance for you. If it's that, if it's a moment with the Lord that you passed on even today or maybe a week ago or whatever. I just want us to take this opportunity with your phone, text that person if it was, a, if it was something that you know you missed. Or maybe the Lord's bringing someone to your mind that like now's the moment where you reach out to them and say, this, is, this, is, this happened and I'm sorry. Or the Lord's bringing you to my mind and he wants you to know this. Okay, so I want you to take this moment. Now, if you don't have anyone that you're thinking of that you need to use your phone for, then I just want you to hear from the Lord. 
We're just going to, I want to pray for you and we're just going to end. This is how we're going to end. But I don't want you to miss this moment. And also I'm going to have like whoever's on our prayer team today. There's also this moment, if you don't know Jesus, now's the moment. Come on, don't walk out the door and not know him. And so we're going to have prayer. If the prayer team would come up, why don't you guys just come up now? And we'll, we can throw the music back on, Jason, if you want. Um, but I just want us to recognize that we have this moment. Also, if you need healed, if you have pain in your body, or if you have a disease, if you have a diagnosis, whatever, like now's the moment. He's not waiting to heal you tomorrow or in 10 years. Like now is a moment. Don't pass on it. If you mentally are exhausted, if you, I don't know, like there could be so many things, whatever it is, now's the moment to come. Like let someone pray for you. Or if you don't want to walk up here, ask someone that you're sitting next to. So we're just going to play the music. I'm going to pray. I want you to, if you have someone that you need to text or like, you know, whatever. I don't know. I feel like God's laying something on each and every one of us. So I just want to encourage all of us to make a move in this moment and not let it pass. And so God, we just thank you for the opportunities that are before us every single day and every minute of the day. Holy Spirit, we need you to guide us, to come and just guide us, to show us, to highlight people, to highlight situations, to highlight things in our own heart that we definitely need to address. We don't want to miss a moment. We don't want to miss an opportunity. Father, you're just so, so good. And Lord, even if we, we don't even know, like maybe it's like, okay, I don't understand. I don't get it. God, you're good and you will reveal things to us. If there are relationships that are in distension, now's the moment, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you just help us navigate through reconciliating that relationship? Um, I don't know. We just, we just put our heart and our ears just out to you right now. I just want to say yes to taking advantage of this moment that we have here for this the next couple minutes. Just taking advantage of the moment, um, Lord, and just being obedient to you. And maybe if it's just sitting here and worship and just turning our heart to him, we just whatever that looks like, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for the beautiful day. God, I thank you for the moms in the room. I thank you for the wannabe moms, the moms who desire children. Lord, I thank you that it is a promise and it is a um, blessing, Lord, that kids are coming. I know there's um, ones who have just been desiring that. So we just say yes and amen to that, that this is a house of fertility and pregnancy. And we're pregnant with natural children, spiritual children, but also we're pregnant with just revival and what you're doing and your presence and just all the good things that you have for us. And so we just thank you today. We just bless moms and bless future moms and, and, and all the things around the ladies. We just bless it. We just thank you, Father, and we just take advantage of the moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So yeah, if you want to come up and get prayer or whatever, I don't know, just take the next couple minutes just to make sure you act on the moment.